Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings, from premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts. Start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. Hello and welcome to Ironcast, welcome to Rush Green and welcome to Ironcast, Ginge, one of my childhood heroes. <laughs> 47 games, 8 goals for West Ham in the famous 92-93 season. But I'm under strict instructions not to talk about your playing days, Mark. <laughs> We're here to talk about your coaching. Welcome to Ironcast, Mark Robson. Cheers, Chris. Cheers. Cheers, welcome, Cheers I mean, Ginge, we were just chatting before Robbo was coach. Matty Everington, your friend, said... He is the best, one of the best coaches on the grass yeah. he's ever seen. I think he was with Matty at Peterborough, was you, Robbo? I was, yeah. Yeah, yeah, he was yeah with Matty. He was, 23s. Yeah, he was, Matty was doing the, um, Matty was doing the, I think at the time he was doing the 18s and, and I came in uh, at Peterborough and uh, they were talking about doing an under 23 uh, group and I don't think the connection between both the, the academy lads and the first team was particularly great for whatever reason. Um, but I watched a few sessions and, and I really like Matty as well. I thought we, him and Simon uh, were, were doing, Simon Davis were doing the team. And uh, I managed to sort of get him across a bit more with the first team. Spoke to Dow and said, look, we should probably introduce him a bit more, which he did. And um, yeah, and then he, he took 23s and he'd become a part of our, our staff. So he, uh, yeah, it was a, it was a good good time. Good yeah, I was, time. I was saying to Chris before I spoke to, spoke to Matty about you and all that over the last couple of weeks. And he says you're one of the best he's seen on the grass. So a compliment from Matty Everton. <laughs> he doesn't, true, he doesn't yeah. give too many. So, uh, yeah, it's good. We've that's had a fun. storied uh, coaching career, Robbo. And actually, it started with another West Ham alumni, Alan Kerbishley. You had uh, quite a few years at Charlton. You, you, after you left West Ham as a player, you had four years with Charlton, 93 to 97. And then 2000 to 2008, you were with Charlton in what was a golden period for Charlton Athletic. What was it like to be around, have been around the club at that time? Yeah, it was. Um, so I, I retired from playing, and um, Curbs uh, he, he knew I'd been coaching um, sort of during my playing days. I, was, I took a youth team at Averley, uh, which which my brother was in, and um, there was a group that I had from under nines up to under fifteens again when I was playing. So I think I was at Tottenham at the start. I was at West Ham. So I was doing these these lads coming through, um, and then I took them as a youth team, and then I retired from playing. Um, at Notts County and there was a job available at Charlton and, and Curbs asked me to come along and you know would I be interested and I said yeah straight away so I was only I think I was 29, 30 um, and um, I started working at Charlton and it was it was a really good time it, obviously in the Premier League and um, they I think the first season they was up they went down they come back up and then stayed up um, yeah it was a it was always a, a it was always a bit of a survival with them there, but having said that, I think they finished in the top ten a couple of times uh, in those in those four or five years that uh, I was there as a coach. Had you it was coaching maybe management something you'd always been interested in as a player? Yeah, absolutely. I um, I started coaching at eighteen, um, and again that was with my my, my, my younger brother's team, Semrab. Who, who obviously there was a lot Famous, of boys that yeah. came yeah. through Semrab, yeah. yeah. So. Um, yeah, I worked with a lad there, Gary Northrow. He, he kept asking me. Um, I'd just signed for Tottenham from Exeter and um, he uh, he said, would I come along and do some sessions? And I, I sort of 
what a training coaching not, not sure about that you know and he kept on and on and on for about four or five weeks in here i said i'll come down and do a session and uh, i did a session at langdon langdon park school which is um sort of popular way and um i, I loved it i really enjoyed it and I, I kept going and i just kept going and going i uh, that year, I think I took my first coaching badge, my, my prelim badge. So I was sort of 19, 18, 19. Um, and it just sort of grew from there, really. I just, I, I loved the coaching. I really enjoyed it whilst I was playing as well. They must have seen something in you to be a coach that early on, though, to get into it. Because not many, not many footballers, yeah. you obviously wanted to be a footballer as well. So you yeah, was playing yeah. and you don't see many footballers, you know, someone's obviously seen something in you. Was it like on the pitch? Were you talkative on the pitch or was it just uh, something? Yeah, you, I was actually... Um, I was, I was, I was quite, um, I was, I was quite vocal, really. I think mm. I, I, I did speak quite a bit. Certainly, as I got older in my, in my career, as a back end of my career, I was, I was, I was very, uh, you know, I used to communicate quite a bit. To be fair, and and um, but I think I just think I, I got hooked on it. I really, just really enjoyed it, and I, I did. I think I was twenty. I had a knee injury. I had a bad knee injury at Tottenham, and I, it was sort of at the time. It was sort of they said I might not play again at, at the top level. So. I think in the back of my mind, because I'd been coaching at, I think I was 22, 21, then 22, I'd, I'd sort of, it was something that I, I'd, I'd definitely look to go into sort of further down the line. I took my, I had my full license at, at um, 26. Um, and yeah, it just seemed a natural sort of pathway for me. And if I'm yeah. being honest, probably at the back end of my career, I was looking forward to getting into coaching more so than I was planned. Really? Yeah. Wow. Yeah. So what, I mean, as a, as a fan, you turn up on match day, you see the boys play, you don't get to see what happens on the training pitch. And I don't really understand it, if I'm honest. So what makes a good coach? Like, what is your daily routine like? I, th I think um, try, just trying to get the best out of the player, out of the, out of the individual. Um, and then I suppose really from there, you're looking at the team, you know, how can you, you know, what does your team look like? What's your setup that you make up of your team? And um, are you getting them? You know, are they all are they all they are they all sing on the same hymn sheet, if you like, and and performing together as a group, um, as well as the individual? Um, that for me would probably be what it would what it would look like. Do you, is there a massive difference from coaching? No disrespect, lower league to top end West Ham players, Premier League top end of that. I think um, I think the top end, you just you just got top players who probably should make more correct decisions James you know yeah, like you yeah. know I think that's probably I think the best players are the ones who make the best decisions yeah. uh, on the ball um, and then I think technically and tactically they're um, they've probably got what they what they need but but I think the decision making is the biggest thing because if you make the more good decisions and the right decisions you make if you come if you choose the right pass or um, you know make the right option then the likelihood is it's it's going to be you're going to be successful. Mm. And I think that that's the thing for me is that this is your making around it also. And I think as a coach, you can help with things like that, you know, um, you know, when to play balls around the corner into people's feet when you know it's on and when to change the play at the right time, you know, when it's, when it needs to be, you know, you know, if, you, yeah. if you're caught in one side of the pitch, who's, who's bright enough to see if I, if I open up here, I can go out the other side or, you know, is it one pass? Does it take two or three passes? Um, yeah, I think that's, um, I think that's a big part of the, of the coaching trying to make players better I think is a, that that would be the ultimate goal and what's like the, I've gone through your CV obviously like it seems a lot through your career you've gone from academy to first team mm -hmm. what are the big differences do you feel I would guess that academy players probably listen a bit more 
than kind of first team players. <laughs> you'd be surprised, like, I bet. Like, I bet you'd be su- modern day. I bet you'd be surprised. <laughs> but uh, yeah, what are the big differences? Is, is it a very different kind of coaching between academy and first team? Um, I think yeah, it probably is, and I think you're probably right. There's there's probably with the younger lads, you you they sort of they hang on to every, every word you, you you're saying, you know, and and because they're all desperate to 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 improve and get better and. I think when you when you're playing with the seniors, you you know you're playing with a lot of players who've who've played internationally and have made a real career for themselves anyway. So um, that's not to say that they don't want to they don't want to learn because I think there's a first for everyone to to want to learn and and certainly our first team players they they you know they I think that was one of the first things I noticed when I came in they they were really keen to to pick some new things up maybe so um, um, it's different but it's not too different for me and, I, and if I'm being honest I, I try to. I try to be the same with everyone, really, because because I, I think that's you know it's I am what I am, and I coach the way I coach, and you know I want to try and make you better. I want to try and make him better, and I think that's the that's the key for me. Um, you know, for, for whatever age group it is. Yeah, looking through your CV, it's an interesting route to get from Charlton to West Ham. Coaching at Gillingham, Peterborough, Barnet, Norwich, England under 17s, Villa, England under 20s, Peterborough again. You arrive back at West Ham in 2021. There's a Lots of questions I could ask you about that run, but firstly, <laughs> a personal question I want to ask: Surely you've had a lot of dealings with Barry Fry in amongst all those different clubs. <laughs> you and can have a pod I, on this. Hold on, Baz. I reckon, can you? Can I have your best Barry Fry story? Uh, uh, no, you probably can't. Enough broadcastable. <laughs> no, I'll yeah. tell you the best. I'll tell you about uh, pre-season Barry. Uh, sun's out. Beautiful day at the training ground. The lads are uh, running their absolute nuts off and uh, walking around the edge of the training ground. No shirt on, pair of shorts, flip stops, and a great big cigar. His Baz on the phone. <laughs> Doing some wheeling and dealing. Brilliant. That's Baz, yeah. yeah. Most, most days as well. So, yeah. yeah. Oh, He's great, 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 great guy. All right, West Ham fans, one way you can support Ironcast and help us rocket up the charts and beat off the competition from other official football clubs' podcasts, like Chelsea and like Spurs, is to get a five-star rating or review from you. Support me and Ginger on the podcast, chuck us a five-star rating review and help us rocket up the charts where West Ham belong, at the top of the table. Back on with the show. Working with England, yep. I would say. Under-17s we touched on, but under-20 team, you became world champions in 2017. Well, actually, I, I, I worked with the 19s, which won the Euros. Ah. So the, the 20s was the... Um, was a little bit uh, was just before us actually. That was with Paul Simpson uh, and Andy Edwards. They they won the um, they won the World Cup, and then Keith Downing and myself were the under 19s coaches, and we won the Euros uh, in Georgia. Uh, the same, more or less, at the same time. Was, I think it was a couple of months later. So, uh, but again, going going through the team, there was um, early on in the early part of the knockout stuff, the elite stuff was like Trent Alexander Arnold, Aaron Ramsdale. Trevor Chalabar, um, Jay De Silva, uh, Dujon Sterling, um, there was Ben Berriton, uh, Ryan Sessignon, um, uh, did I say Trent? I said Trent, didn't mm. I? Yeah, I said Trent. Um, uh, Sam Field, uh, who's, 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 I think now Sam's at, um, is he QPR now? I think Sam. Um, but it was, the group was, was excellent. Andre Dezel, um, I think who else was was in that group? Oh, Tom Davis at um, who's at, who's now at Sheffield United. Mm. But it was a fantastic group. Really, at, Trotty was our was our other goalkeeper as well. Nathan Trotty was here. 
we had a great team, fantastic team. Um, and that was interesting. That was a different type of, when I say different type of coaching, you only had the players for so many days. So each camp was 10 days. But in that camp, you had three games. So you were limited around what you could do. But at the same time, we were really conscious that we had to have them ready for the game. So everything we did was really tactical um, around just how we played and um, actually took a lot of that into sort of coming away from there after. Took a lot of that into my coaching now. Because there were so many games, like obviously I played international football, was there a lot of stuff done off the grass, meetings and stuff like that? And yeah, that's was, what yeah. I noticed about it. Sorry to sort of change the subject. That's what I noticed more about coaching and, and the management towards the end of my career was the amount of meetings and and, and how you know, tactical stuff on the board because obviously there's so many games now and yeah. not, not enough time on the grass, yeah. I suppose. Well, it was. It, I think exactly that. We we used to do, um, so we'd do things like going out to training. Um, so everything was planned. I mean, yeah. we, we had it nailed, nailed down to the T. And uh, I have to say, it was one of, again, one of the good things working with the FA. You get the time to to be able to plan because of the, the gaps in between. So the planning was, was excellent. And um, yeah, we'd do... So we'd, we'd turn up on a Sunday, uh, lads would come in, to be fair, me and Keith used to get them out first, the first night there, they used to do a, like a, a training session, but we'd link it always to the, what it might look like in the games that we were playing. So whether it be a keep ball, whether it be a small-sided game or some finishing, it'll all be linked around what it might look like for us, maybe in our first or second games. Um, but we'd do before training on the Monday, video before, in, the, in, the, in the dressing room, um, around the opposition a couple yeah. bits around this a couple bits around that so we'd we'd probably do on the monday would be out of possession all out of possession stuff with keith so we would have that he'd have them um you know what it looked like for us out of possession but what it looked like for the opposition in possession and uh, where we were going to go with it on the training pitch and then we'd give them some diagrams it wasn't long wasn't we wasn't in there for long probably 15 minutes tops uh, we tried to keep the the meetings down yeah. to a minimum because obviously if you're having a meeting, another meeting, another meeting, all of a sudden it becomes too much for the for the players that you know. And um so we sort of kept them to to a real minimum. But it was a part of mm. because you didn't have the time, it was it was a good way of giving them Getting more information. information. Yeah, yeah. I'm really interested, like all those clubs you played, uh, you coached at, sorry, and uh, working with England as well. So who would you say was there a player who came through, maybe at academy level, that you you saw and you thought, "Wow, yeah, this, yeah. is there? Few, have yeah. you got a few? A few. Well, give us give us a sense." Yeah, well, the, the England stuff. Um, I have to say, that, that Phil Foden, uh, he, he came in one session, and I was like, "Oh my god, like this, he's just unbelievable." Just, really? but he, he, it wasn't. It wasn't necessarily. Listen, he's got so much ability. It wasn't necessarily that. It was just his desire to. When you lost the ball, he was the first one yeah. to go and close it down. He was. He was. He done everyone else's work. He was just like phenomenal. He was top, top, top lad, and a top lad as well. By the way, yeah. a really good lad. So, um, and that was on one session. I think we had him for two camps, and I think the second camp he got pulled into. If I remember rightly, I think he got pulled into the twenty ones, and that was that was it. We didn't see him again. <laughs> <laughs> That's a bit like Deck, though. Were you talking about Phil Foden there? That's what I remember about Deck coming in here when he was young. He was 16. Do you know what I mean? It's like, yeah. it's still a kid, really. But yeah. the way, even at that age, he would listen, the way he would demand off senior players, Deck at that age, and, and his work rate, winning the ball back. And I think, you know, the two players you mentioned, arguably, you know, going to be playing for England for the next 10 yeah, years. Yeah. That There's something different, I think, you yeah. see in players of that quality who've got that desire. I, I, 
Almost a bit old school, I'd say, Rob. I was in deck. I always used to think yeah. of deck. I don't like using the word, but used to use with deck a little bit old school. Where he had that real hunger to to win the ball back, to learn, to keep learning. You know, you see a lot of youngsters nowadays who get to that position and think they've cracked it. Yeah. Do you know what I mean? And 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 don't try as hard. But with deck and 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 Rob was mentioned Phil Foden there. It was there was something different, and you can see why those boys are, you know, top of the top and. You know, hopefully there's more to come. I think I think as well is it they got a real win mentality. There's yeah. there's like nothing, there's nothing. And I, I think that's probably, you know, what what's ingrained in them as well, where they are, you know, where they've been and and you know, the manager that they work with. It's about winning. It is about winning and it and that they have a desire to win and it is constant. And that'd be whether it's training five aside or whether that's playing penny up the wall or something. Yeah. They have a desire to win. And I think that um Yes, that is he's, he's a bit of a throwback. That really, mm. yeah. So, Kevin Keane said the same thing when we had him on Ironcast a few weeks ago. He said that's one thing that sticks out with academy kids is you can tell the ones who really want to win. Yeah. Gave him Mark Noble as an example yeah. as a yeah. kid he saw coming through just had an unbelievable desire. Mm. Bit of a theme developing there. Yeah. It? I, I, I think I was like it in a way, but not on the, those boys' level. But I, Nobles was the same, and Deck was the same. I can only say that about the boys that I know. We used to train every day how we played. There was yeah. no like can't do this no doubt there's players who could not train Carlos Tevez for one who wouldn't try a leg in training but was phenomenal on a Saturday the boys you've mentioned and, and and I'd put myself in that I trained we trained flat out every day yeah. and I think certain players can do that certain players can't and I think that's the desire to win whether it's a five aside or a keep ball to get 10 passes I think certain players have that in them with just whatever you're doing the desire to win and, and train flat out and as hard as you can every day yeah I think I think as well is it there's players that have to do it because they mm. they they can't turn it on. They and can't off, turn like, it on and off. Yeah. They can't. They so they have to they have to you know go for it every day and and um, because that's what they're like both not just on a match training day but in a match day is exactly the same. So mm. it's yeah. yeah, it's interesting. Robbo, you were born in Upton Park, supported West Ham as a kid. How much does it mean to come back in 2021? You had that unbelievable season in yeah. night two, night three, which I'm not allowed to talk about. <laughs> but in, coming back to the club in 2021, walking in here, now you're yeah. part of the famous academy, like coming in as a, in an academy role. Yeah. What did that mean to you? Like, what was that first day like? Yeah, it, it was um, it was brilliant. Um, I, I I tried to to get back here a couple of times um, when the job became available, and it didn't quite it didn't quite come off, and. Um, this time when it when it when it did, I was I was so pleased just to just to get back here. It was um it, it does mean a great deal to me. It does mean that be, being here is a is a big thing. Yeah. Not too much travelling either. I live ten minutes <laughs> down the road. Say, <laughs> oh, minutes seeing the names on yeah. your on the list there where you've coached, you yeah. know, you've been done yeah. the miles in the car, mate. No, I have I I, I do. I, I mean I live I live in Up Insta. I'm I'm around the corner, so um uh but it, it, I mean that that obviously is a big help, but but just being here really is, mm. you know, being you know, my, my dad used to go and watch West Ham. He, he took me to my first game to West Ham and, you know, it's sort of built from there really. So, um, to be, to be a part of it now is, is, is fantastic for me. You know, something that I've, I, I sort of always dreamed of when I finished playing. I actually finished playing here, um, retired. I came back and uh, I started working with the under nines here with uh, Tony Carr said, I'm, I'm looking for a coaching role. Da, da, da. And he, he, he put me in with the under nines and, and I loved it. And actually, I actually did a little bit of work with a, with a, I think it was the thirteens at that time, and Nobes was in the thirteens. Yeah. Noble, yeah, he's like Chrissy Cohen, Mark Noble, and um, anyway, cut long story short, I, I, I got offered a role at Charlton about I think it was about two months down the line. They offered me Curbs offered me the, the role at doing the academy, and I did say to Tony, "Look, is there any chance you could sort of 
you know, you know, yeah. do a similar thing with me. And he said, I can't, there's nothing I'll do at the moment. So, so I obviously went. So, um, made but, it back um, in the end. But I got back, I got back yeah. and I'm, I'm chuffed a bit. Yeah. Yeah. So you came in back in 2021 as under 23s coach. What were, well, who were the kind of players you had in your year at that point? Here? Yeah. Back here. So, um, so when I came in, the group was, um, Aji Alessi, um, Pierre Equa, um, Armstrong, Oco Flex, uh, Mipo. Um, we had Sonny Perkins who'd, who'd come up through in the summer from the, from the youth team, who was, who was banging goals in for us, which was fantastic. Um, Dan Chester's, um, Harrison Hashby, Hashby, sorry. Um, uh, who was in goal. That would have been, um, was that Joe? Was it Joe? Joe and Nan, I think was 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 the start. I think. Um, oh no, Heggy. Sorry, Heggy was was the younger one, and he uh, Heggy had sort of just got into the into the twenty ones team that season. I think so. I had Heggy in goal. Yeah, so that that was the group. That was the group that um, that I started with. Yeah. Yeah, and then from twenty twenty one to twenty twenty three. I mean, what success the academy has seen. Yeah, twenty twenty three in particular. Obviously, how did you find last year? What did it mean to you to kind of watch all that happen, all those that you yeah yeah it was it was great. I mean, we we sort of made a decision at the start of last season um, to move up quite a few of the under eighteens. Um, so I was sort of nicking players off a of Kev. Obviously, we was all in in this a bit of a plan really around what it looked like. Um, so I was nicking a lot of Kev's boys to play in the twenty ones and stepping them up to that age group because we felt that they were ready um it left kev a bit short but to be fair he some of the boys that were coming through he's he, they done exceptionally well for him as well so it kept everything ticking along nicely but they gained a lot of experience those younger players and we had i think we had lewis alford we had ollie skulls regan Caden casey um who were all 17 playing in the under 21s and there was games that we knew we'd struggle physically just mm. just because 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 we go to Blackburn and we play Blackburn I have a, uh, a 24 year old a 24 year old a 24 year old a 22 year old and then everyone else was either 20 or under or, or just under so 19 mm. so it was always going to be a tough tough order for us we knew it'd be a tough season but the experience that they got from that was two twofold really first one was when I went back into the youth team playing the youth cup they would have hopefully have been much better for it uh, and secondly this season in the under 21s because they've had that experience already which is what we hoped was that they'll be able to hold their own and be comfortable and be a, a really good group. And mm. I think the work that Kevin and his staff done last year with the under 18s, um, as, has, has just flourished in, into this season with the, with the 21s. And, um, and they've, they've, I know they got knocked out of the cup the other night against Wickham, went to the game. It was physically, it was a tough one for them. They're just big, strong men. And, but they held their own and it could have nicked a draw right at the very death, um, which would have took it to penalties. Um, but we grew, they grew into the game, the boys, and we've we've got some good players. We've got some really good players, and fingers crossed we can get them in and around our first team. <laughs> yeah, so the academy lifting trophies last season, of course, the first team lifting that trophy in Prague. But earlier in the season, the Conference League, uh, SBFC away, and there's a wonderful picture at Chadwell Heath where the academy are based on the wall of all the youngsters who made their debuts that night. What did, what did it mean? What does it mean to you as a coach when you see a play like those players come make their first team debut? Does it just fill you with pride? Yeah, absolutely. I think for you know for the academy, it's brilliant, isn't it? You know to see to see all those boys being involved and 
um, you know, so be it. We it was a free game for us, and um, I'm sure if it wouldn't have been a free game, then obviously that wouldn't have happened. But um, to see them all get an opportunity to to play and all do so well, every single one of yeah. them was 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 excellent on the night. Even the ones who came on the subs, they all done really well. So um, yeah, it, it's brilliant. It's great. It's great for you know. Keep going back to the academy. It's great for the academy because it it shows that we've one we've got you know good players. They're being coached the right way. Um, and also, hopefully, it, it gives the ones down below, um, you know, a bit of, you know, I've got a chance myself if I can keep doing what I'm see doing. A, so see a pathway through. Yeah, them, absolutely. Yeah. And I think the success that we all had, not, you know, the, the youth team um, and obviously the first team, um, it just brought everything that brought everything together, I think, um, you know, for that, for that reason with, with the younger ones coming through. So um, it was brilliant. It was, it was such a good, uh, it was such a good few months, wasn't it? Um, yeah. You know, watching us, watching us win things, win and, trophies week after week. Yeah, 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 used yeah. To it. No, absolutely. Yeah, <laughs> and I, I think as well, the standout for me was um, uh, the, the 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 FA Youth Cup game away at Arsenal, where we the West Ham fans yeah. packed the whole of the back of the, of the goal. I mean, it was and they was as noisy as you like. I mean, what an experience they gave our boys. You know that that was top class. Was that four or five nil or something that night? It was. It was six one. I remember it being mental. <laughs> five, I know. Six, Some of the goals we scored in that game as well were brilliant. Yeah, yeah. really good. Yeah. Well, I got. I, I got to ask you. Like when I was, I, I talk thinking back to when I was a youngster. Do you think? Do you think young players are missing out on like the old reserve football nowadays, or do you think the twenty three sort of is bridging that gap, or do you think the reserve sort of game yeah. probably similar to you when I was growing up it was youth team the old YTS yeah reserve team first team yeah and I think looking back at myself I think I benefited a lot from that reserve sort of league back in back in the old do you yeah. think that would be do you think players are missing out on that a little bit yeah then? I do I think the the EFL trophy the, the competition that the boys were in they played uh, Cheltenham uh, Newport and Bristol Rovers and last year they played Cheltenham Walsall um, I can't uh, MK Dons and um, so them games are, are brilliant games they, they are so good yeah. for, the, for the young lads if you find out so much about them so when we, we went to Walsall last season and um, for the last 30 minutes of the game Walsall just kept on putting in our box and I'm thinking oh, I'm not sure about the boys in the yeah. air you know I found so much out about them about um, you know one boy in particular who just kept heading the ball and I was like I did not know you could yeah. do that, you know, it's, uh, because you don't really get that in academy football. Well, because no, I, I only say it because academy football, obviously, is all about development of players. Yeah. But when you're playing against the Warsaws in that competition, yeah. it's they're, they're in it to win it. Do you know what I mean? They're, yeah, they're so, professional yeah. footballers. They're going to play how they play on a Saturday. So I think yeah. if you were to look at a player, you'd probably get more from seeing them against a proper professional team. If yeah, that makes definitely. Sense. Uh, them, them games are priceless for us, you yeah, know, for, our, for our younger lads. And and it's a shame that that's not every week hmm. because I, I, I'm I'm a bit with you, really. I think that when you play against older players, and you know, it used to be, I mean, when I played, it was like if you weren't in the first team, you played in the reserve team the reserves on to, a get, Wednesday, yeah. to get match day fit, to, to get back into the first team again. Hmm. So, you, you know, you'd play alongside like Ray Clements and yeah. um, Paul Walsh and Chris Waddle and Glenn Oddle. And, you know, yeah. it was like, that was what it was like. Um, but now it's, you know, that, that yeah. doesn't happen. doesn't happen. Yeah. I kind of, I kind of missed that. that the reserves reserve have gone. Game, yeah, yeah. I remember yeah. the sort of reserve games. I just think it's, like you say, you've got, but going back again, but you, as Wobble says, you had boys who, want to get back in the first team you'd have young lads who were doing really well and he's sort of all mixed into this yeah. reserve team where everyone wants to do well because it's either the youngsters want to get in the first team yeah. or the boys who are in the first team 
can't so they were always they were always yeah. great games and I probably learned my most stuff playing like the old school reserve football yeah. it was brilliant loved it yeah. especially it's, as a young lad yeah. it's a good point I suppose that I haven't really thought about the, the thing about the academy system is like the under the, those young kids are always playing against young kids and it's well, actually the first team game is a is a mixed age group you know there's a lot of grizzled veterans in that well, and I, those, I, those yeah, kids yeah. not getting the opportunity to play against that kind I think of you could chuck in as well the the loan system the the the, the young like that was if you was an age I know we when I was growing up, keep going back to my long, long time ago, you'd go out on loan to play against men, yeah, I suppose, yeah. to, 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 to earn your stripes yeah. sort of thing, you know, and get, get the old elbow, get the odd tackle. But I think, yeah, that, that, that sort of died down a little bit in the last few years, in yeah. my opinion, is, is, is the loan moves and stuff like that yeah. as well. Yeah. No, I think it's, um, it's the loan stuff. So we've, we've had a couple, I think that, that uh, well, one that's gone a couple on loan. gone today. Couple, I think, yeah, yeah. And there's, there might be, might be another couple and, and, really you know i mean obviously first and foremost we want them to go and play and but we know how difficult it is because as a manager you know if you if you're not performing then you're out of the team etc yeah. so but in terms of going along and playing and training every day with senior players and you know some some hard old-headed players right. as well you know that they're not going to leave a little bit on you you looked at me you looked at me when i you looked said at you <laughs> horrible players i used to avoid but in trying to stay yeah, away, stay away from from stand, stand aside <laughs> i'll play one touch get out of the way yeah, um, yeah. no I, I think it's i think it's a part of their development that if they're ready that's um yeah. you know it's going to go like freddie potts has gone out he's gone to wickham and he's done really well i mean he's done really well and so much so that he was out injured for i think it was about five six weeks and he's come back straight straight in the team. Yeah, played the last brilliant. three games. You know he's brilliant. He's um, it, 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 that's worked out really well for him. But then you, then you get one or two uh, loans that are not great. Like so, last year we had one or two that went out and didn't play, and a bit of a problem because they're they're not playing, not really getting any game time. So um, got to get him back. I suppose. It's a tough yeah, one. Yeah. 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 So Robert, you made the transition from academy to the first team. How did that conversation develop? How do you get wind that? Might be having to make the step up. Yeah, so uh, so there was um, there was an opportunity for me to to move on uh, and go to uh, another club in the Premier League yeah. uh, as first team coach, and um, uh, basically the club said no, that you, you you can't go. So <laughs> that was how it happened, and and the manager then said to me, look, I, I'm he he'd lost obviously Paul Nevin and uh, Mark Warburton, and he said I. I I'd like to bring you in, put you involved with with us, with the first team, and I, you know, I snapped his hands off. Okay, you know, where do you want me to sign? Sort of thing. <laughs> um, that was how it came about. It was, it was, um, yeah. There was, I say, there was an opportunity for me, and um, but the club said no, and and they wanted to keep me, and they wanted to move me with the first team. So yeah, and obviously being in the first team, working under David Moyes, and just a quick word on the job. Moisey has done for this club. I mean, taking us from relegation contenders to winning our first major trophy in 43 years. What can you tell us about how this club has transformed over these last few years? Yeah, he's um, he's done a great job, hasn't he? Um, you know, from you know when he came back in and took over from where where we were uh, to where the club is now. You know, top six, um, won a won a trophy in Europe, um, still in still in Europe, still you know in. You know, challenging for the top six, and you, you never know if it goes that well. We could, you know, we could challenge for Champions mm -hmm. League, maybe. Um, that's probably a step too far. But you know, he, he's obviously put us in that in that position as a club, and um, you know, you can't underestimate how well he's done. 
and and how hard he works. He's uh, I've worked with a few managers in my time, and he he works like you've never known. I mean, he's relentless. He's relentless, and um, um, yeah, he's a. Uh, He's done brilliant and, and long may it continue. The, the, we chatted, we had a James Ward-Prowse on the podcast a few weeks ago and I said, is there anything that surprised you about the new signings? And he mentioned Mo Kudis' strength. Mm. And I wondered, what's your observations of Mo in, in training? What's he like as a competitor? Well, he, he's um, he's been really good. I, you know, when he first came in, I think he, you know, it took him a little bit of time to, to I wouldn't say settle, just just to find his feet in the first that team, really. Sort of way, yeah. But once he got in, like he's he's been he's been excellent. I mean, he's been so good. He's really surprised me, and um, not I don't think surprised. Uh, I mean, Johnny was really uh, Johnny Hartinger was really co- you know confident about him and 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 about what he was able to do um, and what he could bring to the table. And he certainly has. He's certainly done it. Me and Chris have spoke a bit. Obviously, we do this every week. I think the signings have been. I think all of them really have been have been superb. Have, you, have they been good? We're talking about on the training pitch. Me as a player, it's always good to have good lads in the dressing room. They yeah. come in, and I can imagine it being a good dressing room to come into anyway. If they, they've they've come in and, and, and added to the group as well yeah. as in off the pitch in the dressing room and around. Yeah, absolutely. I think um, I think there's a there's a real um, there's a real good bunch of lads mm. here. You know, it's it, they're, they're, you know there's there's no. Uh, I think one one Premier League manager said it. We don't have no. <laughs> in, our, in our um in our setup and uh you know we've got some some top lads you know and it's a good group and i think they're you know they're very much together you can mm. see that you know they work for each other and um um you know if we can keep that going boiling over to the end of the season then fingers crossed we can have a, 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 a successful end of season and you know don't know where it's going to take us there's one other player I want to ask you about, like <clears throat> Lucas Pakatar. When you pay your ticket for for West Ham, like he's worth the entrance fee on his own. The things he can do with the football, he's so exciting to watch. Do you get that excitement when you're coaching him? Is it because I imagine you know it takes a lot of guts to do the things he does in a match. So I imagine when he's got a bit more freedom on the training pitch, yeah. he can do stuff that blows your mind. Is it fun to watch him train? Yeah, he, he's he's different class. He's like he's just he, he blows your mind at times, um, and he's not coachable. Let him go. Yeah, just give Lucas the ball. You know, he's. um, I mean, he. Yeah, I mean, he's. He's. He's a real flair player, and 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 look, he'll probably be the first to say that he's probably a few times in the games he's given it away too cheaply, but the times he gives it away cheaply, there's other times where he's he's your most Mm. he's your best creator, and he's he creates things out of nothing, and he's some of the things he does are uh, uh, scary. I I love watching him. I love Mm. I love working with him. I, I, I love I love watching him play. I love watching him train. He's. Um, yeah, just just you don't uh, mind a player like that now and then. If he if he's producing that, it's when they're giving it away all the time. Like I mentioned, Dimitri Payet, you, you wouldn't mind Dimi or Lucas doing that as long as they're you know producing. Yeah, just one of them players go and do yeah, your thing because yeah. you know a player like that. You know, you talk about Mavericks and West Ham. I've always seen to have players who've got that flair. Let them go. Yeah, and then yeah, that, that's yeah. when you you know if they got no restriction on them, you, some of the stuff like. Dimmy done and we've seen with with Lucas now it's it's unbelievable to have in your team as long as they're chasing back when they give yeah. it away I and Joe, and Joe he does well, though, if, to be if fair, you look he? at him he, he has yeah. a right go you know there's I mean yeah there's times where he he, he can't get there because he's maybe out of position or whatever mm. and but actually his his work ethics no been, yeah it does you know superb that. and um yeah yeah fair fair play to him yeah so, and I mean we're recording this in January what a December you've had. Places you've put, you've been, the points you've nicked, yeah. <laughs> like, nicked. Well, not nicked. <laughs> one in one with a plum. But um, yeah. how have you found? I mean, what a month that was. How did you find uh, like experiencing it from the dugout? Yeah, 
it was um it was a fantastic month for us in terms of points um and i, I got to say that the arsenal game I, was was brilliant because because i thought we defended fantastically well you know we we sort of limited i thought arsenal who were who were obviously a very good team in the league I, I said we, it on the radio, Rob. I think it's one of the best defensive performances I've seen. I've got to say, I, I'm, I'm with you on that because I, I just thought we we never gave them an inch, really. We just I've, It was one of them games I feel like, sorry to interrupt you there, you feel like they could have been still playing now yeah, and they weren't going to score. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. Do you know what? Like, just every man done their job, yeah. nice and solid, narrow. It was just, honestly, I think it's up there with one of the best defensive performances yeah. I've seen yeah. I, have to, I have to say I thought that was I thought it was a really good performance but also as well I thought we was actually good on the ball as well mm. you know I thought um, there was opportunities where we end up getting down the other I mean the, the penalty was a real good example of that the way we played to get in there and um, yeah I've just thought the ball was brilliant and I thought the Tottenham game as well the, the Tottenham game was another game that was defensively we were just so good so good um, and, and caused them problems at times when we needed to so uh um, probably the most disappointing one was the Brighton game. We probably hung on in the end, and they probably probably should have got more than they did. It maybe if I'm being being honest mm -hmm. and fair, but uh, but to come out of that with a point with a team that we had as well was you know we obviously were missing a, a couple, so it was um, yeah. It's been a great <laughs> it's been a great uh, December to be fair. The point tally was is fantastic. And one of the most exciting things about recording Ironcast, Ginge, is the fact we're down here it's at Rush Green Training me. Ground, the, 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 like, the hub of West Ham activity. And really excitingly for us, you were a little bit delayed getting into this podcast because you were in a recruitment meeting. <laughs> now, obviously, there's no limits comment. to what I can ask. I, I know what is going to be <laughs> said. No comment. Can we, get, can we get a wink, a thumbs up? Well, we're looking. We're, lo we're looking. <laughs> okay. You're having um, meetings. We've got some, yeah, they, 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 we're looking. And, and of course, if I, I would imagine if the right, um, you know, the right players come up for us and, you know, at the, the right price that, that you know, we'd um, we'd be interested. So um, there's going to be, I think there's one or two that are obviously moved moved on already. Um, there might be, there might possibly be uh, one or two as well uh, moving on again. So we might need to recruit again and get one or two new faces in, which would be great for the group and great for the club. Um, so we'll see. Let's see what happens, eh? Yeah. Still, that's got, the headline we might get some more I've still got a couple of pairs of boots in my garage man, come in, come you need in a violent horrible defender <laughs> it's uh, a bit harsh I could play a little bit I could play a little bit <laughs> um, Robbo thank you so much for your time Cheers, uh, one, final, one final question like, what's your what's your gut feel for this season you know I don't know if you've heard my theory that if you have a look through West Ham seasons a bit like a, a cup final or a trophy lift is usually followed the season after by more success. Uh, 64, we won the FA Cup following the year, 65 Cup Winners' Cup. 80, we won the FA Cup. 81, got to the League Cup. Mm -hmm. uh, and, you know, two, what was it, 2005, we get the yeah, playoff, playoff in 2006. Final. So anyway, there's lots, of, there's lots of examples through West Ham history. Do you, it seems do you like the problem with that theory is the net, when we won one, the following year we got to the final but lost it. That does happen occasionally. Occasionally, <laughs> hey, hold my hands up at the thing. Do you do you feel that? Uh, I don't know. As a fan, I feel like there could be some success at the end of the season. Do you, yeah, you I, I, you know, I think I think when you look at the, the the squad and and you look at your when you got your full team out, you know, we've got um, you know, we've got some strong defenders, but we've also got some really good attackers that score goals. You know, and if you look at our front line. Um, we've we, they've been really good this year. So um, I think most teams that are successful are, have goal scorers in the team. And uh, you know we've got at the moment we, there's three that are banging goals in, or four actually that are banging goals in every single week. So 
Um, if we can get them all on the pitch and, and keep them fit and, and, and well, obviously one or two coming back from the, um, the African nations. Um, yeah. Why not? Why not? Why, why can't we yeah. be in that top half of the league? And why can't we have a go at one of the cups for sure? Yeah. I genuinely don't fear anyone. Uh, and there's not many times in sporting West Ham my entire life I've been able to say that, but there's, we can give anyone a game now. And there's not many yeah. times we've been able to say that. To and, I, and I think that's credit to the club as well. And, and, and the recruitment and then the sort of, not being funny teams I've played in teams you've watched we've majority of the time had a good 11 and then yeah. get a few injuries around Christmas yeah, and, yeah. and you struggle but now the players we've brought in all solid international players who've played in Europe and, and travelled the world playing football you know it is a it is a very exciting time to be a West Ham fan mm. absolutely Robbo thank you so much Cheers, for Robert. joining us I can't wait to have you back to talk about the 92-93 season. It oh, will happen. That was a great year, by the way. That was a great year. Robbo, thank you so much. Thank you again, Cheers, June. And thank you for listening to this episode of Ironcast. We'll be back next week. But until then, come on, you Irons. Sports Social Podcast Network.